Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 21 years ago today, Stuart Hoke remembers going into work that morning as an associate priest, the Reverend Dan Matthews, rector of Trinity Church on Wall Street at the time, right next door to the World Trade Center in New York. Stuart took the subway as he always did, but something unusual happened at his stop around 8.40. The conductor in a loud and gruff voice said, Get off the train now. Stewart did not know what was up, but he did as he was told, and he proceeded to get off the train. Then as the conductor learned more information, he announced, get back on the train. Stewart stopped in his tracks and returned to his seat. Many who left the trains walked right into the initial explosions and debris as the planes hit the north and south towers and they died. Stewart credits the conductor's perseverance in making that second announcement with saving his life. It was one of the first of many instances that day in which he was the recipient of the ministry of someone else. Those moments of first getting off the train, then getting back on the train, set the tone for the rest of his day. He moved quickly from moment to moment often not knowing if he was going or coming, helping or being helped, found or lost. That is how we have felt this week. We heard last Friday of the abduction of Liza, a child of Calvary. We prayed fervently for her safe return over the weekend. We were crushed by the news of her tragic death. Then the next day, as we were all still reeling, we heard the news of a shooting rampage in real time. We feared for our own safety and for the safety of those we love. And we grieved for Dwayne, Allison, Porteria, and all who died at the hand of violence in our city this week. And we pray for the recovery of those who were injured. We felt and we still feel disoriented, on edge, lost. In the parables of the lost sheep and lost coin, we hear in today's Gospel of Luke, we want to join those 99 sheep safely over in the green pastures of the wilderness near clear, cool waters. Or we want to identify with the nine coins, finding ourselves safely tucked into the pouch of the woman's purse. We may also romanticize about being the heroes, the shepherd out searching for the one lost sheep, the woman diligently seeking her one lost coin. But we rarely want to see ourselves, or much less to be, the lost sheep, the lost coin. To be lost is to be not in control, to be disoriented, to be vulnerable. Even in our spiritual journeys, 
We often use the language of the hero's quest. In our prayers and practices, we set out to find meaning, to find wholeness, to find God. And there are times when it is helpful and useful for us to be in the mode of seekers and searchers. Yet in the irony of ironies, it's when we let go of grasping for the hero's quest and admit our doubts, our fears, our sins, our angers, our hurts, our heartaches. That's, that's when we're found by God. When Stuart Hoke did leave the subway that fateful Tuesday morning in New York, a real estate executive who knew him shook him and said, run for your life. Stuart made it to the basement of the stock exchange and eventually got to Trinity Wall Street. There his rector, Dan Matthews, let him know people were coming into the chapel seeking sanctuary. He told Stuart to go there and just do something with them. Stuart and an organist went there and began a spontaneous worship service, more as a means of crowd control than anything else. The organist played reassuring hymns like Rock of Ages, and O oh God, our help in ages past. Stuart asked him to play, Nearer My God to Thee, and a man shouted, No, not that one. <laughs> and Stuart remembered that was the hymn that the crew and passengers joined in holding hands and sang as the Titanic sank. Not a good hymn for that day. Stuart then read, prayer for quiet confidence from our prayer book. O God of peace, who has taught us in returning and rest, we shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy spirit lift us, we pray thee to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Instead of the expected response of amen, a man shouted out, do it again. After a week like this, I think we're all with that man. That is a prayer worth repeating. Eventually, a policewoman arrived and told the group they needed to evacuate. The organist told Stewart, we need to get out of here now. Stewart remembered that there were 150 children who had started the church's daycare program that day in the basement. Most of their parents worked at the World Trade Center. He joined Dan Matthews in leading their flock, including these children, to join the throngs of thousands of people, hoping to catch the Staten Island Ferry to safety. But everything was bottlenecked. A bus driver spotted the group, found Stewart, and offered to drive the children and the teachers to St. Rose of Lima Church, a church on the other side of town in Washington Heights that the driver knew well. A volunteer later saw Stewart, now covered in dust and soot, and asked if he needed a bottle of water or anything else. Stewart asked, can you just tell me what's happening? And to the best of her ability, she answered. Stewart and the flock eventually made their way to Staten Island. He was able to find out that the day school children were all safe and were all being reconnected to their families. He reached his son, 
who lived near the Pentagon in D.C. They could hardly speak words to each other. They simply cried over the phone together. When Stewart finally made it home the next morning, on the steps leading up to his building, waiting patiently for him to arrive home, were six members of his recovery group. Stewart has been and is a leader in the recovery movement and has supported those efforts here at Calvary and around the world. Much like the rejoicing and welcome over the return of the one lost coin, the one lost sheep, Stewart felt the rejoicing and welcome home from those he had seen at their lowest points and those who had seen him at his lowest points. But they had all been taught something that stayed with them. When any one of them was lost, they were all lost together. In fact, it was at their lowest points when they were most lost. That is when, together, they were found by God as they were found by each other. God found Stuart throughout that long day of 9-11. God found him through a subway conductor, a real estate executive, a couple of men who were raw and honest during worship, a policewoman, an organist, a bus driver, a volunteer, a shaken son, and six members of his recovery group. No matter how lost we feel, God is finding us at the end of this long week as we together open our hearts to being found. Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.